Welcome to episode 152. I'm Stuart McCullough, the CEO of VHAA, and it's time for this week's weekly update. Joining me for this week's weekly update, where we go in-depth with a particular subject, is Tim Nagel, the Manager of Workplace Relations Services and Amateur Taxidermist. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Stuart. Good to be here. Tim, would you be good enough to reveal the clue that will suggest the subject for today's discussion? Sure. And just for the benefit of those people who are uh, listening to this podcast rather than watching, uh, could you describe uh, what it is that you see there? I'm going to suggest it's Evil Knievel's uniform. There's an old proverb that says, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. And here we have an image of, of plainly no evil. Uh, this is back from a period of time when uh, the, that was a, the height of fashion in the 70s. And just for those people who aren't familiar with uh, Evil Knievel, we have another image we're just going to pop up on screen. Uh, quite a fetching image, I feel, and, and back in the days where it was okay to wear a cape to work, uh, which is something I really feel should make a comeback. So obviously this is a reference to that proverb of see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Um, what would you say on the basis of that clue uh, the, the subject is? And just before you do, um, that proverb was also the subject of a fantastic song by Dragon. So I'll give you seven seconds to think about it whilst Dragon uh, fills that gap. So, uh, would you care to take a guess? Well, I think it's clearly uniform allowance. Uh, Tim, you couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> In terms of um, uniform allowance, I understand where you're coming from, but no. Um, we're talking about uh, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Um, that is um, often a reference to people who perhaps um, decide to turn away from wrongdoing. And in this case, that brings us to today's subject, accessorial liability. So uh, we're discussing this. Is, uh, this is a subject that members ought to be aware of, and in particular HR, payroll practitioners should be aware of it um, because it goes directly to obligations under the Fair Work Act. So let's, let's start at the beginning with this subject. What is accessorial liability? So it's uh, in employment matters, uh, employers can be found to be liable for breaches of the Fair Work Act. Most people would be aware of that. However, what the Act provides is that individuals and other organisations can be found to be liable for the breach of an employer. So what often gets a lot of attention in the context of breach uh, are contraventions and the liability of large companies or franchises. Um, but it is the case, or it does seem to be the case, that the Fair Work Ombudsman is pursuing more cases um, uh, with respect to accessorial liability to ensure that someone uh, is held responsible for the contraventions of the Fair Work Act. Accessorial liability is based on the principle that you may share responsibility for the wrongdoing of someone else if you have a sufficient practical connection to the wrongdoing. Uh, in other words, you might be treated um, as being uh, liable or responsible in the same way that an employer might. Yes, and uh, can be ordered by a court to pay employees unpaid wages and entitlements, as well as penalties for their involvement in the contravention. So what does it mean to be involved in a contravention? The parameters of a person being involved in a contravention are outlined in 552 of the Act. A person is involved in a contravention of a civil remedy provision if and only if the person 
had aided, abetted, counselled or procured the contravention or induced the contravention, whether by threats or promises or otherwise, or been in any way by act or omission, directly or indirectly, knowingly concerned in or party to the contravention, or finally has conspired with others to affect the contravention. So in that quote, Tim, you mentioned person a couple of times. Uh, How do you define a person? A person is generally including a body politic or corporate as well as an individual. Uh, There appears to be no outlined limitations and given the Fair Work Ombudsman are showing a willingness to use the accessorial liability provisions, a broad interpretation should be assumed. So let's go to case law. Uh, Does the case law tell us uh, anything about the kind of people or indeed organisations that might uh, be held to be liable? Yes, Uh, a personal company can include a company director, an HR manager, or other manager, a payroll officer, an accountant, as well as a business involved in the company's supply chain. So those kind of provisions and that kind of liability um, in terms of accessorial liability might remind people of provisions in other legislation such as the Corporations Act, which can make decision makers liable for the consequences of their actions and remove the opportunity for them to hide behind the corporate veil as such. Uh, Yes, that's right. Fair Work Ombudsman does actively pursue directors, HR managers, contractors and franchises and advisors, which includes both accountants and also lawyers, as accessories to contraventions of the Fair Work Act. Uh, Between 2016 and 2017, the Fair Work Ombudsman sought orders against accessories in 46 of 50 court proceedings. So that's 92% of those matters that make it to court. That's obviously an extremely high percentage. Absolutely. It's also important to note uh, that managers who are aware of breaches of workplace laws in their business uh, may be personally liable liable for those contraventions, even in circumstances where they tried to fix the breach. So I think that's a point really worth emphasising. Awareness of the breach rather than being the cause of the breach, even in a context where somebody is trying to fix it. Um, let's talk more about some cases uh, because I think that um, the type of circumstance was, um, was recently contemplated in a decision of the Federal Court. Yeah, so in the decision of Fair Work Ombudsman versus Priority Matters PTY, Limited and others. Uh, the court found that two directors were liable for breaches of the Fair Work Act by being involved in the underpayment of 43 employees of more than $1 million. So we'll just pause there and, and emphasise again that we're talking about an underpayment case. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of attention given through the media in terms of underpayment issues, and given the complexity of the industrial framework for our members over and underpayments are always a risk. Did the case summarise the key principles for determining accessorial liability? The case summarised provided a number of principles regarding the determination of accessorial liability. What were those principles? Uh, so the principles were uh, one, knowledge and involvement, uh, two, willful blindness, three, lack of necessity for the accessory to know that their conduct was unlawful or constitute contravention. So let's unpack that a little bit, uh, starting with knowledge and involvement. The principles of knowledge and involvement consist of a person, including a body corporate, will only be regarded as involved in a contravention contravention if the person intentionally participated in the contravention. So does that mean that you need actual, actual knowledge of the breach? Intentional participation requires actual, not constructive knowledge of the essential matters that make up the contravention. So you need to be aware of. Uh, Are there any qualifications uh, with respect to that knowledge? 
Uh, there are three qualifications with regards to knowledge. The first one is it is necessary to prove that the respondents knew that their actual participation was a breach of the Fair Work Act, i.e. no person will be excused from liability because of ignorance of the law. So you don't need to know that it was a breach of legislation? No. Uh, two, where there is a combination of suspicious circumstances and a failure to make inquiry, it may be possible to infer actual knowledge or willful blindness. Takes us back to our, our, our dragon clip, speak no evil, see no evil, uh, hear no evil. Correct. And where the accessory is involved in and has actual knowledge of the system of non-compliance, proof of actual knowledge of each single instance of non-compliance is not necessary. So you mentioned before willful blindness. Uh, what do you mean by that term? Willful blindness can be interpreted as a deliberate shutting of one's eyes to what is going on. Uh, this can include deliberately abstaining from asking questions or making inquiries when you believe there is a potential breach of the Fair Work Act. Uh, so from memory, there is some uh, reasonably recent case law on that particular, on that particular issue. Yes, in Potter versus uh, the Fair Work Ombudsman, it was held that the Director and Secretary of Quincoli Pty Limited uh, was liable as an accessory for the entire period of underpayment given that she had willfully closed her eyes to the award coverage. What about the principle uh, of proof of actual knowledge of each single instance of non-compliance is not necessary? Could you expand on that a little bit further? The principle means that an accessory does not need to have knowledge that their conduct was unlawful or constituted a contravention. I understand that there's case law on that subject as well. In Easy Accounting 123 PTY Limited versus the Fair Work Ombudsman, uh, Easy Accounting, which provided payroll services to an employer, was found to be involved in the underpayments because it had knowledge of systemic underpayments as a result of a previous audit and did nothing to assure itself it was complying with the law. So that's quite significant. Uh, in that instance, accessorial liability was being applied not to an employee of the employer but to a third-party service provider, uh, in that case a payroll provider. Going back to that first case that you mentioned, the Fair Work Ombudsman and Priority Matters and others, why is it so important that members should be aware of that case? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, the finding of accessorial liability was made despite the court noting that both directors were hard-working and honest people caught up in adverse events beyond their control. So no dishonesty as such? No, and that the directors had taken all reasonable steps to try and make payments of the employee's entitlement. So that it had attempted to remedy the breach, um, but accessorial liability was still found. The directors remained uh, the controlling minds of the companies, and so yes, they were held to be liable. So in other words, good intentions uh, are irrelevant, especially if there is sufficient practical connection uh, to the wrongdoing. Yeah, that, that's right. While it may impact on the penalty ultimately imposed by a court, the fact that a person may be taking steps to rectify the contravention and or that the person was who has rectified the contravention will not affect an assessment of liability. That is whether the person is knowingly involved in that contravention. So let's talk about the potential consequences uh, for being found to be uh, liable as an accessory. What are the consequences of a finding of accessorial liability? Well, it can include uh, personal financial penalties, uh, up to $10,800 for an individual and $54,000 for a corporation. Uh, enforcement investigations and legal proceedings with the accompanying costs as well as reputational damage to the individual and the company. Well, thank you for taking us through that summary. I think what that does is emphasise the importance and significance 
of, uh, of the need to comply and ensure that there is compliance with the, with the requirements of the Fair Work Act in terms of enterprise agreements. Uh, Tim, we started this discussion um, by focusing on motorcycle stuntmen, uh, and I appreciate it's an area of expertise for yourself, but I feel that we should end uh, the same way. Um, so I'm just sort of trying to sum this up in terms of getting to a metaphor. Quite the metaphor? Uh, quite the metaphor indeed. So we're talking really about the need to manage large, difficult, complex beasts and making sure, uh, and large, complex entities and making sure that they don't get away from you, which I think this clip demonstrates. <laughs> I think that sums things up nicely. Thanks for taking us through today, Tim. Thanks, Stuart. Thank you.